0: log TALK RADIO Hey, it's the Scott Fox Show. It's time for Click Millionaire's Internet Video Office Hours. And it looks like startup music didn't work today, so sorry about that. Let's get started. I'm Scott Fox, and it's time for us to join each other for an hour of, um, well, helping each other out. It's time to be part of the online community that can help you succeed. That's really the bottom line, and we're going to try to do that today with a combination of interesting and informative um, topics suggested by those of you in the audience, of course. And um, these include a website review. And uh that will be live and some questions on a number of other topics, including making sure everybody can join us here, give me one sec all right, and no, nope, that's the wrong button. Hang on, guys. technical difficulties here people it's uh Google's being a little fussy today. there we go, and let's invite the rest of the crowd. Let's go. Right here. All right. Come say hello and let's help your internet business. Oh, my goodness. Um. Okay. That's what we needed. And so it's time to talk about what we can do to get you going on your Internet lifestyle business. I'm Scott Fox. I'm the author of Quick Millionaires, which is a best-selling book up here with over 300 reviews over on Amazon.com, favorably reviewed by hundreds of people and uh, served up lots of information to uh, thousands and thousands of people all over the world who are interested in their own lifestyle business. And usually this means an Internet business because, well, the internet's just the easiest way to reach people. These days it's becoming, new media used to be a thing, well it's not new anymore, it's just the medium of the internet and you can use it to reach people all over the world. And I've written three books about that and run a whole bunch of websites and I encourage you if you're new here to check them out, uh, check out uh, clickmillionaires.com, the Masterminds forum that I run at net is a great resource and a number of other services across the internet, some of which we'll touch upon today. But we're going to... Do today what we usually do during our office hours, which is take questions from the audience. And most of these have uh, come in in advance, thanks to the members of my forums and readers um, over on Google+, Plus or Twitter, or Facebook, whatever. And we're going to talk about, let's be specific here, all right, so you can know whether you want to keep listening. I want to talk about today what you wanted to talk about, which is we have uh, a question about finding a niche Um, based on a personal interest. Uh, Laura has written in from the UK, and she'd like to know about finding um, a niche related to her business. She's actually a skier, a ski instructor, and a former Olympic athlete. So we're going to talk about Laura's question. Uh, Lata wrote in from Sweden, and she wants to talk about video platforms. She has questions about, for example, YouTube versus uh, Vimeo versus Wistia, things like that. And we've got a website review we're going to go live, and we're going to take a look and look at and discuss Marv's website. Marv is from the Philippines, Manila over there. Hello to my friends in Manila. And we'll be talking about his website in a few minutes and covering a bunch of other uh, topics as well as we go along the way, and especially if our live listeners want to uh, chime in in the chat room on Google Plus, that would be great. If you're catching this later, thanks for listening to the podcast. This is podcast through Blog Talk Radio and iTunes, as well as syndicated around the web, and um, also archived on YouTube. The live video version of this, if you are listening, for example do this as a podcast, and later when we get into the live website review and you want to see the discussion that we do, I'll be screen sharing my discussion and review of the website that we talk about, and that will be live on the YouTube recording on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Fox one Scott Fox with the number one after it. All right, so let's get started, and we're going to wrap it all up at the end, of course, with an inspiring quote, and then we'll be out until next time. So thanks for joining me. Let's get started. We're going to talk first about... Um, well, let's start here with uh, with uh, Lotta's discussion, or should we do Laura's? Let's well, let's talk about Laura's. Laura's is kind of the biggest picture one I have uh, today. So let's talk about finding a niche. Now, these days, the internet is a lot more crowded than it used to be. And in fact, that's why I haven't written another book lately. Cook Millionaires <laughs> is a couple of years old now and continues to get lots of reviews and sell a lot because it really speaks to people's interest in in finding their own lifestyle businesses, right? But The web is more crowded than it used to be, so you have to find a niche. It's not enough just to say, uh, you know, I like horses, so I'm going to set up a horse website. Uh, There are plenty of horse websites out there already, and it's time for you to narrow down into a niche yourself. So Laura's a member of our Masterminds Forum, which again is at mastermindsforum.net. If you'd like to work with me directly, I'd be happy to help you. We've got members from all over the world um, at mastermindsforum.net, and She is a skier. As I mentioned, she was on the Olympic ski team, actually, for uh, Great Britain. And she wants to build two different websites. And we've been back and forth in the forum a bit and um, helped her narrow it down a little bit. And now she's focused mostly on, uh, one, she has an idea about teaching English, um, which is, uh, I think we'll table that for this one, her question.
1: It's kind of a long
0: one, so we probably won't cover all that today. Uh, But let's focus on her other one, which is, uh, organizing skiing and snowboarding trips to the Swiss Alps. And this is something she knows a lot about, being a former professional or pro pro am, I guess, a skier. So she's based in Spain, so she wants to focus specifically on organizing trips from Valencia and Ma- Madrid and Malaga um, up to the Swiss Alps, to Crans Montana and Verbier maybe. This is a very specific route she has in mind. So she has questions about advertising. How do you make money on advertising? from advertising, I should say, when you have a narrow topic area like that. So there's a couple angles I want to hit, Laura, before we even get there. First of all, I would point out to Laura and any of you that are listening, that when you have a topic that specific automatically limiting your market a lot, that means that you may have people, you may do a bunch of work and market your website and you start attracting traffic from skiers and snowboarders, say, who uh, want to ski in the Rocky Mountains in the United States, or they want to ski in South America or they live in South America and they may want to go to Switzerland, but they don't live exactly where you're targeting and want to go exactly where you're targeting. So that is potentially good, potentially bad. But I want to point this out because I know Laura's fairly new to the Internet uh, business scene, and perhaps many of your other listeners are as well. If you limit yourself that much, you're greatly reducing the number of people that you can appeal to. Now that can be good because there'll be a lot less competition, I'll bet. I don't know this market particularly, but I doubt there are too many websites focused specifically on ski trips from these couple towns in Spain to these couple towns in Switzerland. It's a pretty narrow band, right? If you look at the population of uh, Valencia, Madrid, and Malaga, you've got a few million people, um, and uh of and Verbier, probably not a million at all, right? So a limited number of hotels on the other side. So you're really limiting the... Um, mass appeal of this. Now, 10 years ago, that would have been the wrong thing to do because the Internet was big and it was open and you could reach anybody and you'd want to go for bulk, for quantity, right? Today, I think that might be okay, but we should talk about it more in the forum, um, Lauren, kick it around, and it really would be based on some keyword research. But I'm going to go with this concept because I think it's interesting. And by being so narrow, you could be the queen of that niche. You could be the one. And that, as we all know, can be very profitable, right? A monopoly in a small market is perhaps better than being the 50th competitor in a a huge market. So let's say, for example, that you really optimize your website for people that search on snowboarding and ski trips who are based in central Spain. That's an interesting uh, potential opportunity, especially because you're targeting then non-English speakers. You're going to be working in search engine optimization in Spanish. And I haven't done that myself, especially in in, um, Castilian uh, Spanish-Spanish as opposed to Latin American Spanish. And I'm guessing that you're probably going to be the only one playing in that field, so that could be really good for you. And the nice thing is that you are targeting a market where you have a high-ticket item that you're selling. Ski trips are going to be thousands of dollars or euros, Um, even the cheap ones, right? The people are going to be spending money on, on equipment and lodging and travel, and food, and there's just there's money changing hands there, which is great because you, it's hard to make money if you have a small market and a small-priced item, right, because there's just not much money, not enough people not spending enough money. But if you're they're spending a lot of money, even if there's a few of them, then there's still money that you could take out of the middle for yourself. You know, 10%, 20%, 50%. There's a good markup on ski trips, I'm sure. So that's perhaps what you can really do. And if you could sell, I'm just making up numbers here, say, say uh, Say these were uh, 5,000 euro ski trips and you could sell 100 of those a year. Uh, that's what, 500,000 dollars, five hundred thousand euros and you got a 20% markup on that. Well, that would be 100,000 euros for you. Not a bad business for something that probably you wouldn't have a lot of competition on if you could do some good marketing. So this isn't Laura's question, but I, was, I wanted to run through that sort of niche selection process for those of you who are new to thinking about internet businesses. Finding a niche is the hardest part New entrepreneurs are very much encouraged to uh, start spending money and building things right away. There are lots of folks out there who want to sell you a domain name, to sell you web hosting services, to design a site for you, to design a logo for you, to sell you SEO services, etc., etc., etc. All these uh, so called consultants are really salespeople. And I would encourage you to do what Laura is doing, which is think this through first so that when you pull the trigger, You know what you're going to do. You know what your target is. You know how you're going to make money. And you have identified a good strategy with a viable niche that isn't too small and isn't too big, that's kind of Goldilocks just right, that can make you money in the shortest period possible. Um, So that's why I wanted to go through that, and I hope that's helpful to Laura and the rest of you. So now (laughs) let's get to Laura's question. Laura's question is, She has identified fitness and wellness and ski-related products. Uh, There's three in particular that she'd like to sell through her website in order for it to make money. Now, what's interesting about that, Laura, is you skipped right over the trips. You're going directly to products. I think the trips themselves may be your best product. Um, I would think more about hotels and airlines and travel agencies and travel packagers as partners because... There's, there's bigger packages together that means there's more money. Um, I don't know what... You haven't told me specifically what these fitness, wellness, and ski-related products are, but a person buys maybe, you know, one pair of skis every X years or one pair of boots, but um, for probably less than 1,000 euros, but if they're going to go on a trip, you're talking multi-thousand euros, and they do that every year even with the same pair of skis. Maybe not a pro like you, but an amateur like me. I don't buy snowboards very often, right? So, anyway... Um, So I would think about the travel partners in addition to whatever you've been thinking about. So your question is, how do I go about placing ads on my site, showing links to these companies that I know I want to advertise, and receiving commissions for any clicks or sales that come from those ads? I know you can have Google AdWords, but then random ads appear on your site and eventually become more relevant to your content over time. Exactly right. So... um, You can start with Google AdWords. There's a good video that I did several years ago on YouTube. If you search, um, go to YouTube and type in Scott Fox and search. It's something like three or four levels of advertising is the title of the video. And it walks through the different types of ads that you can put on the website to make money as an entrepreneur. So I would check that out and um, it will explain this together. And you're right, AdWords is the entry-level one. AdWords is great because you can get approved for AdWords and put ads up, and it makes your site look professional right away. You have the chance very quickly of at least making a few nickels from those uh, clicks. As Google sees the traffic on your site, uh, judges your keywords, what people click on, it will get more focused about what it shows the average the uh, visitors, and you can make more. And it's it's quite possible to make several dollars or even ten dollars per click if your site is optimized in keyword-rich um, competitive areas that, that people are bidding a lot for those ads. But as you suggest, that's just a starting place. What you can do to make more money is put on targeted ads and really promote specific products. Now, the ultimate goal in many cases, for example, what I do is I try to create my own products because then you keep all the profit, right? And this is easier to do with um, information products like eBooks and things like that or MP3 recordings, teleseminars, things like that, uh, where you have downloadable or digital products. You create those products, and you are both the advertiser and, uh, and the publisher and the producer of the product, and you keep all the money that comes in. That's the most profitable way to do it. But that's hard to do if you're selling, for example, snowboards, right? You're not going to suddenly become a snowboard manufacturer or be able to uh, sell airplane tickets. You're not going to start your own airline, right? So um, affiliate programs are what you're hinting at here. So an affiliate program is where you put an ad on your website and people come and click on it, and that ad is from a third party. Let's say it's a snowboard company, just as an example, or an airline or a hotel. They click on that ad. They go to the snowboard company's website. They buy a snowboard spend uh, 500 euros, and you get 10% of that uh, as a check from the advertiser at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter. That's a real good deal for both parties. You've introduced them to a new customer. You've been able to sell something that you believe in that fits the demographics and interests of your viewers, and you get a check. So that's a good fit. Now, that's what you're targeting. The problem is you say, how do I go about placing ads on my site, showing links to these companies, and receiving commissions for any clicks or sales that come from those ads. That means that the company has to have an affiliate program already. They need to be running a program where they are offering ads out to publishers, a publisher is you, a website owner, to website publishers like you, to put their banners out there and then offering a commission for sales. If they're not doing that already, it's hard to convince them to do it. It's going to take a big budget and tracking and some expertise and so forth. So unfortunately, so so there's fortunately or unfortunately. If you're talking about companies that already have an affiliate program, then this is pretty easy. I would go to commissionjunction.com, which is uh, cj.com is the shorthand, Uh, linkshare.com, Shareasale.com, even clickbank.com. These are all brokers of affiliate programs. And you could go there and see if the companies that you have in mind are offering ads like that to the general public already, and you could sign up for their programs, put their ads on your site, and if visitors come and click on those ads and buy something, you get paid. That's that's the best case, and um, I hope that that is the case. So if you haven't already, TJ.com, LinkShare.com, ShareASale.com, QuickBank.com, I would look at each of those and see if your uh, desired advertisers are listed there. If they're not, go directly to their own websites. Many companies don't use a broker. They just have their own affiliate program, and that's fine, too. I've made a lot of money with companies like that. Um, go to their site and see if they have an affiliate program. And if they do, again, great. Take the ads, put them on your site, you get paid when people click and buy. Good stuff. The trick is you haven't said that they have that. And so by the wording of your question, I don't know if this is news to you uh, and you, or you have looked and they don't have them. Because if they don't have them, it's hard to convince a company suddenly to change their marketing and advertising programming just for you, <laughs> especially if your website is new and you don't have a whole bunch of traffic. Um, If they don't already have an advertising program um, set up for affiliates, then you're probably back to a direct negotiation. And that can be fine, too. You need to figure out who their ad-buying agency is or whether they do any direct ad-buying directly out of their marketing department and propose something. You know, write them and just say, hey, I've got this website and uh, for 50 bucks a month or 500 euros a month or whatever price you think is reasonable to get started, I'd like to put your ads on my site. And that would be more on a, probably on a time basis, like uh, 100 euros a month for um, a number of impressions. You could say I have this much traffic, so for every 1,000 visits I want you to pay me 2 bucks or something like that, and that's called CPM, cost per 1,000. Some basis on which they're going to pay you in order to display, it's hard to track the sales conversion unless they have an affiliate program set up already. You're probably then just going, it's called a display ad. You just put the ad up there and display it to anybody that comes by, and hopefully some of them click and buy, and you won't necessarily be able to track each individual purchase. Then that kind of ad you would directly negotiate with the merchant by contacting them directly. All right, and we can talk more about that in the forum if you want specifics that could help you write a pitch letter. For example, I've done that many times and successfully. That is certainly possible, but affiliate programs are the soft and easy way to get started here. Okay, so there's a whole dissertation on affiliate marketing. I Hope that's helpful to anybody listening, especially Laura. Um, and she had a follow-up company, uh, sorry, uh, question, which is about how to make professional-looking ads. How many of you guys have questions about ad graphics? I know that's a common one that can be difficult and um, Let's talk about that for a second because it doesn't have to be hard. Um, Because you're talking, Laura, about um, your question is specifically, I don't know how to make professional-looking ads for other companies. This is part of why I was thinking they probably don't have an affiliate program already. You're thinking that you have to make the ads yourself. So um, one answer is you're doing this the hardest way possible. You're, it sounds like you're picking companies that don't advertise much online or don't have affiliate programs already, and you're going to try to talk them into spending money with you or setting up an affiliate program when they may not do that already from scratch when you have a website that isn't built yet and is not, um, you're not able to go to them and say, look, I have this huge audience for you. You've got to advertise. And they go, wow, what a huge audience we've been missing. Yes, let's so advertise. You're not there. You've got a, got a chicken and an egg. You've got no website and no ads from a company that doesn't advertise that way. So you're doing this the hardest way possible. Um, I would think I would go back, as I said a couple times now, to CJ.com or the other brokers, find some ads that would fit on your site or Google AdWords, at least to get started, so that you can build the website up, get it going, show how it's supposed to work, and then approach the advertisers because uh, it's going to be hard to talk anybody into advertising if your website isn't really up and thriving. To answer your question, since that's what I'm here for during office hours, um, to make professional-looking ads for companies is not hard. Uh, these days, you can get logo work, graphics work done online quite inexpensively, and the first place I would point you would be Fiverr. That's F-I-V-E-R-R. There's two R's. dot com, Fiverr. dot com, and search under the uh, under the. Uh, in fact, you know, maybe I'll show you here, guys. I mean, those of you who are, um, let me just click over here, and I'll show you how to do this, Fiverr.com. And we'll do a little screen share here. Hang on one second, and let me see if I can hook that up. Um, here we go, screen share, watch this. Right, okay, share. Okay, now you should be looking at Fiverr.com. Yes, looks like you are, excellent. Okay, so that's Fiverr, and Fiverr is um, a $5 marketplace, and most things aren't actually 5 bucks anymore, but they used to be. And you can go in here, and you can... Um, right here, you see graphics and design is the first uh, section, and logo design, book covers, Photoshop editing, 3D models, banner ads. Okay, so here's banner ads. There's a whole category, and these. this is a marketplace like eBay or something. And for all, for 5 bucks, these people are all offering to create ads for you. Now, quite often... Five dollars will get you only a really basic one, and you'll end up spending five or ten or even twenty or twenty five for something that's nice or for the editable um high resolution version. but you can see there are lots of people here, and honestly, a lot of them are flakes, so you might have to try a couple but for five bucks, these folks will knock it out of the park for you and many of them have ratings like you see like these are featured and they have a little um gold uh a little gold thing next to them uh and if you click through. You can find um, more details about each of these, and it will see, like, this guy has 2,076 buyer reviews, all five stars, and it's um, so $5, uh, extra $10 if you want it quicker, an extra $10 for this, an next $10 for that, VIP service for 50 bucks. So it can add up, but if you're not in a hurry and you're just looking around, I would take $20 and try four of these people and see what they can do for you and find somebody good and you will find that you get a lot of work uh, very inexpensively, and um, that's a great way to start uh, in terms of designing ads. The trick with this, so that's Fiverr.com, like I said. Um, Another one I like very much is CheapLogoInfo.com, CheapLogoInfo.com. That's the graphic designers I use myself. Uh, Check that out. That's an affiliate link for logo nerds, CheapLogoInfo.com. And the trick with this is, um, of course, you need a good design. Um, You need to give designers some reference points, right? So I would look around and find some ads that you like the style of, or if you know anything about design, you could say, I want a serif font or a non-serif font, or I want this kind of color palette, or, you know, you can give them some tips because otherwise you'll get just random. If you give them random or nothing, you'll get back random, <laughs> you know, garbage in, garbage out, right? Um, and the other thing is to make sure that if you're going to do an ad for a third party, like uh, a merchant that you want to represent as an effort, as a publisher, Uh, Make sure you have permission to use their logo if that's what you're promoting or their product photos because otherwise it's really hard. If you want to promote, um, you know, Burton snowboards and you you don't have the rights to use the Burton logo and you don't have any snowboard pictures of your own, it's going to be tough for even a very talented designer to create anything. So you want to check about that and um, you want to look at getting uh, some sort of license from them for their logos and um, product images, okay? And that way you can incorporate them in your um, in your ads, all right? So that's what I would do, and that's what I have done. This is not theory. I do this all the time. I've been doing it for 20 years now. Um, and hey, if you're just tuning in, I'm Scott Fox. I'm uh, the author of Quick Millionaire, the guy who invented the term Quick Millionaire, which is all about living the lifestyle that makes you some money, but also allows you to live the life that you think you deserve to live. And the Internet can help you do that. And that's what my books are about and uh, why we're here today as well. So let's see. Yeah, there we go. So that's talking about this book right here, um, worldwide bestseller, translated into a bunch of different languages, and I'd uh, be happy to help you if that's interesting to you. The main way I do that these days is in our Masterminds Forum, mastermindsforum.net, and there's a free trial for that over there. In fact, if you're watching this or listening and you'd like a, a longer trial than normal ones a week, if you'd like a 30-day trial, come over to masterminds. What is it? It's mastermindstrial.com. It's kind of a secret backdoor, mastermindstrial.com, and you get 30 days for free if you'd like to try that. All right, so thank you to Laura for writing in, and I hope that's helpful to you, Laura. I know that time zone-wise it's tough for you to join us and it's the middle of the night over there in Europe right now, but I hope that that question was helpful to you, or I should say the answer was helpful to you. All right, next up we've got a question from, um, from Lata. Lada is asking about uh, video platforms. Lada is another Masterminds Forum member, and I'll give you some examples of things we talk about in the Masterminds Forum here in in a minute or two. But uh, Lada has a pretty straightforward question, and it's about YouTube. So she says, I've always been using YouTube because I know I have many customers there. But which platform is best? Which of these three should I choose? I have not tested Wistia, but I'd like to know the biggest difference between YouTube, Vimeo, and Wistia. Okay, so Lada. YouTube is the biggest, the baddest, the best, no doubt about it. if you're doing especially uh b to c meaning business to consumer of course uh, approach and you have consumers that you're marketing to the general public you've gotta to be on youtube uh YouTube is just huge, it's just huge, it is television these days, so you know that obviously, everybody knows that, but I just want to reiterate it since you're 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 asking, I'm telling you YouTube, okay, start at YouTube. Um, now these other services and the reason for that is not just because it's big by itself but it's also it's part of Google you know Google owns YouTube so um, the results in YouTube get integrated into search results they seem to have an influence on search engine rankings there's just this synergy between YouTube and Google that really can be profitable for you as a business owner who's trying to rank highly in the Google search results you've got to be on YouTube plus the hosting is free and the tools are free it's 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 a huge deal so I would definitely be on YouTube. Now, you're thinking a little deeper, obviously, because you're asking about Vimeo and Wistia. (coughs) Excuse me. Vimeo and Wistia. Um, I haven't used these lately, but I have. And my impression is that each of those is a little more business-oriented. So Vimeo is a smaller version of YouTube. You have to sign up, have an account. It's more used for hosting and something if you would like to um upload your videos from more professional use, maybe have them uh not so public and with the even more you pay for the service uh it's more white labeled meaning you don't have their branding all over the place like you do with youtube uh and you can show nice videos without all the the um clutter that YouTube puts at the bottom of the screen there's a youtube logo and a little pop up window and the and the replay button and the you know all the stuff along the bottom, right? And ads, of course, right? So um, each of those, Vimeo and With you, is an increasingly pro solution to video hosting. So if you want to host your videos so that they can be used in a non-promotional... Uh, let me rephrase that. You want to use your videos to promote things that are not including promotion for anyone else. I mean, they don't have YouTube ads or logos or buttons you want just a clean, plain, high-quality player window, then I would increasingly move towards Vimeo or even pay more and do Wistia. That's, I think, the uh, result. Um, but if you're going for a mass audience, YouTube is the place to be. So I would think you could probably do uh, bits and pieces of each. I have used each of them in different contexts. Uh, these I mostly include YouTube exclusively because that is just the biggest platform, and people are kind of more than they used to be, I think, used to tuning out to YouTube clutter at the bottom. But if you're trying to sell um, a high-end service and you want a very clean presentation uh, in a business context, then I think a privately hosted service like uh, Vimeo or Wistia may be the way to go. All right. And if we uh, talk about this more at the Masterminds forum, we'll get some opinions from other folks as well. So come on in and follow up. All right. All right. So let's see. We're going to do a website review here in a minute from Marv. Marv Marv has a website over in the Philippines that I think is really cool, actually. And we're going to talk about ways that I think Marv could improve that. But I wanted to just give you a sneak peek of what else is going on at the Masterminds Forum these days. And perhaps you might want to come join us over at Mastermindsforum.net. Mastermindsforum.net. So I just printed out this is the latest hot topics there. So we've got uh, discussions about niche ideas and how to narrow them. We've kind of covered some of that today. Um, there's a section on mentality and productivity, and Paul from Singapore chimed in with a way to boost your confidence. And Kevin from Tennessee has a, a review of Tony Shay's book about delivering happiness and the importance of customer service. That was very interesting. A lot of chatter in the Chitter Chatter section about Windows 10. People debating whether or not it's great, and that is a valid and current question. I posted something about copywriting. Uh, Copywriting is an underappreciated skill online, of course, and if you are not uh, aware of the principles of copywriting, um, some of this discussion can be very valuable to you. You really need to write differently online in a salesy but not too salesy sort of way in order to attract attention and engage people long enough for you to make some money as a quick millionaire. Uh, Kat had some questions about videos and topics for a new series of videos that she was doing for her niche business, which shall remain nameless for now. Um, I posted something about uh, statistics about growth in six figure solopreneur businesses, which is encouraging for all of us. Um, We had some discussions about Instagram, um, getting traffic to a website. Um, and, uh, Bjorn uh, from Norway has an online garden site uh, and uh, some uh, suggestions and review of his website as well as Paul's about genealogy. Paul's from Perth Australia, And we've been talking about how both those guys could update their websites to make them a little smoother and cooler and convert better. And then, of course, there's always discussion about Uh, Facebook versus Twitter versus Google+. Plus Is Google Plus dying? You know, all that kind of stuff. And those are useful for everybody because they're always changing. Social media is a constantly moving target and we're covering those topics a lot. So if that kind of stuff sounds useful to you, you'd like to work more closely with me and you'd like to meet a bunch of other people with similar questions and concerns and excitement about what they're doing online, then mastermindsforum.net would be the place for you. And actually, I said a minute ago, we'll give you the 30-day trial masterminds.trial.com otherwise it's $39 a month still pretty affordable for the quality of uh, attention that you get anybody that has joined will tell you that so masterminds forum no sorry masterminds.trial.com just for you for listening all right so let's talk about marv's website and then we're going to wrap up with a uh inspiring quote for the day so the inspiring uh let's see here we go so let's do a screen share here and show you Marv's website. Now, Marv is checking in. Marv is a reader of mine. There we go. And he wrote in from the Philippines and asked us to take a look at this. So here we go. This is FreelanceBlend.com. And Marv is an expert uh, over there in the Philippines uh, about freelancing. And he has an idea, which I actually am a big fan of, uh, Marv. I think you've done a really nice job here, just to cut to the chase. Um, conceptually anyway, we'll talk about the design, but I want to be sure to applaud the idea behind this. identified a niche. Uh, I was looking at the site uh, briefly previously. Um, If you click on About here, you'll see that um, his idea, here's a picture of Marv. There he is. Hey, Marv. Good to see you. And Marv is um, trying to create a community around freelancers. And he is um, specifically targeting the four-hour work week. And, uh, sorry, not the For All What am I talking about? I saw you reference to Tim Ferriss' book there. Um, Marv, why don't you put the Quick Millionaire's book up there? I know you've read that. Let's see that, okay? (laughs) Uh, And a quick suggestion, why don't you link that to Amazon? Maybe you'll get some sales. Anyway, he's targeting – he started his own group of freelancers in the Philippines, right? Because everybody knows there are a lot of outsourced workers um, who are in the Philippines, and there's a lot of great workers there who – work for folks like me all around the world, especially because in the Philippines they speak great English and they're nice people and they work hard. And the Filipino freedom community, here's Marv speaking uh, at a couple different events. So we put together a service to support those folks. And I think that's just fantastic, Marv. I think it's a great idea. Um, it's it's good because you can make some money uh, hosting this. He's hosting podcasts. He's host doing some mentorship. Uh, he's doing workshops and this really is nice because Marv can make money for you but can also position you at the center of a cool community in the town where you live. So it's a great lifestyle business and I would recommend this sort of approach to anybody. Manila is a huge city and the Philippines is a big place so this may sound like a niche to you folks who've never been to the Philippines but there's a lot of people over there doing this and if Marv is the guy who's carrying the flag for this community what a great fit. So good job Marv. All right, So that's that's the summary on the on the uh, validating your idea. I like it a lot. Now, let's talk about design, which is why you contacted me. Let's talk about the design. Well, okay, so you can see you land on the home page here, and you get these huge pictures. Now, on a website desktop basis, I think you're missing something. You're missing what it is, right? You're hitting us with these great big pictures that are very specific to each of these blog posts. I would think you need a homepage, Marv, that actually says what you're doing. You know, it took me, I had to go click under the about and look around a little bit uh, and figure out what you were doing. How about you make these pictures like 60% smaller and you put a couple sentences here that say, Welcome to Freelance Blend. Our mission is to whatever it is, bring together the freelancers in the Philippines and help them support each other to create more business for everybody and make more money or something like that, right? Give a mission statement here. So when somebody arrives, they go, oh, is this for me or is it not, right? Because even if I know this is about Filipino freelancers, I don't know, like, um, can I hire a Filipino freelancer here or do I have to be a Filipino to participate? Um, what, what is it you want me to do, right? Who, who is this for? And that may be obvious to you, Marv, and it, you know, but it's not obvious to me uh, as, a, as a visitor, and I'm sure that your friends here, Romy and the other folks doing these podcasts, they know, right? And John, they know, but um the random visitor doesn't. And your name doesn't say it, right? Your 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 URL your URL is not Filipino Freelancer dot com, right? Then I would kind of know. <laughs> Freelance Blend is cool, but it's it's not specific. So I think you need a little kind of welcoming language. And that isn't just for the humans, it's for Google also you get some text on the page there. Google will read that text. And if you put the right keywords in there, that will help Google rank your site in the search engines. And, of course, that's what you want. And Bing and Yahoo as well, of course. So that's one thing. Next is, I don't see – I like the design. It's clean and it's nice. I just think these pictures are way bigger than you need to be. And you need some sort of landing and welcoming message, okay? Next, um, you have – there's no call to action. Like, what do you want me to do? say I met you at one of your one of your events, right? Um, and I c okay, I came to the website, I met Marv, he's a great guy. Here's the site. Okay, now what do I do? Uh okay, so I can listen. So there's some podcasts, all right? So I gotta dig in there and find podcasts, but is that really what you want, Marv? Is the, that and it doesn't even really say that. Um this is your call to action. You say listen each time, I guess that's good, but but I would rather see some of this. What I think your call to action, Marv, should be is this. You need to sex this up. Get this newsletter. We are awesome, and you need to be in specific. The most awesome tools for freelancers, and most of them are free. Okay, that's good, but how about a picture of that ebook? How about a graphic? How about some more languages that specifically, if you're a Filipino, um, and you're giving just as much uh, space to this, we hate spam message. Okay, that's fine, but that shouldn't. that's not your major message, right? And you've got some style and attitude. Give it to me, baby. That's fun. I like that. But give me... This is your call to action. This needs to be – I'd rather see this be this big than hidden down here on the right, okay? This is the reason for the whole site because once you get their email address, you can keep following up. And this as well. This is nice. great graphics you've got here. This is a little hard to read. If you've got a workshop, spell it out in font that's bigger than this. I can't read this stuff, right? I guess the idea is you click on it, uh, but then it opens a new window, and then you start to explain it a little, Um up here. But this is the kind of this is how big you want things to be if you're going to market them. Now we're over on the blog it looks like. So um again, this is on every page. You've given it lots of space, but it this needs to be the sexiest thing on the page, not this one time workshop, in, in my opinion, since you asked. <laughs> um, and then recent posts are cool. And I don't know, you must be an amateur photographer too, or maybe not so amateur. You've got real nice photography on the site. And you're doing really big images. Now, I said at the top that this is. I'm critiquing this from a desktop environment. This probably these photos look real nice uh, and mobile, right? And I think that's probably a good idea. You've got a good, um, some buttons to register. Now, oh, that's a call to action. These media um, mentions, I think, are good. This uh, I think what you're missing is the main thing is that the homepage has to be clear. Who's the target and what do you want them to do? So that when somebody lands, they're excited to be there, they take action. And then all your graphics and stuff, you've got a good handle on that. Uh, in my opinion, they'd be smaller and integrated with more calls to action. And adding that additional um, text on the homepage will help you with both humans and with the search engines. And um, you might do uh, what you're not doing a whole lot of here is You've got these great graphics. You've done it with these podcast things. But something like this, you might do an overlay with some text here, mentorship with Mark. Click here for information, right? You've got to tell people what you want them to do. And This is a common thing. I would call this a mistake, the only mistake I see, really. um, Searching the website, why does this get top priority in the right-hand corner, right, that people don't even know what they're looking for? This should be down at the bottom of the column, and the email guy, email thing, should be up at the top. Um, Nobody knows what they're searching for because they don't even know what the website's about until they're engaged. I put the search down here somewhere uh, instead of up at the top there, Okay. But I think it's looking good and I hope that it goes well for you, Marv. It's a nice-looking site and I really do like the concept. I think that you're on to something there and I really um, would encourage anybody, well, certainly if you're a Filipino freelancer, you know where to go <laughs> and if you're not, this model of a business I think is really good. Um, you know, There's not going to be 10 of these people that are marketing to Filipino freelancers. Marv is presumably one of the only and maybe the only uh, and he was there first. If you can get out there and identify a community in your hometown um, or a Non-geographically based community of some sort across the internet. You, uh, you know, you really love, uh, you know, Pomeranian dogs or something, and you can be the the king or queen of the Pomeranian dog scene worldwide. That's a thing, and this kind of approach with a mix of podcasts, events, online forums, and then some mentorship and paid uh, consulting activities can be a real business for Marv. And I think it could be a real hub for that community, and you could probably create one too. So congratulations, Marv. I think that's pretty cool. All right, so last for today, we're going to talk about I've Got an Inspiring Quote, and then we're going to be out of here until next month. Uh, I'm Scott Fox, but I wanted to share with you a quotation. I ran across just this morning. I think about quotations for this show um, in advance quite often. And I had a couple I was noodling along, and I ran across one today kind of randomly from an interesting source, and I want to share it with you now um, because I think it speaks directly to what we're all trying to do here, okay? So here's a quotation. Well, let me just give it to you. Feel free to consume, but the rewards go to those who create. Feel free to consume, but the rewards go to those who create. This hit me hard right between the eyes because I think it sums up exactly what we're doing here as Click Millionaires and what you have the opportunity to do. We live in a world where we're marketed to 24-7. There's more media than ever before. From all sides, people are trying to sell you stuff. So the consuming is what we're encouraged to do. There's forces around you all the time encouraging you to spend the money you earn, right? And that perpetuates the cycle because the consumption, you work all day, you make your money, you go spend it, you consume, you consume, you consume. You need a new car, you need more clothes, you need more food. You need fancier food, you need a fancier car, you need a bigger TV, you need a new phone. You know, constant, right? Consume, consume, consume. And that's fine. But the rewards go to those who create. And you look at the people that really make money and that are really happy, and it's those who create. Creation is the genesis of wealth, both personal and financial. The rewards go to those who create. So what I'm doing with my books and with these broadcasts and the thousands of blog posts and videos and coaching calls and forums I've run over the years they trying to encourage you to step out of being a consumer and become an entrepreneur, a creator, and have the courage to step out and make something and say something. And creation can be anything. It can be making something physical. You're going to carve something out of wood. You can paint. You know, You can create that way. You can talk. You can create content. You can create ideas. You can help people with new ideas. Creation has a lot of forms. I'm not just talking about quitting your job and becoming a sculptor, right? I'm talking about creating and generating ideas that, that deliver increasing returns. And that's what the Internet allows you to do, is you can create and share more widely than ever before. You know, this is the genesis of the, the number one uh, myth of our, not myth, but uh, hero archetype in our society these days is the creator, right? Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, the, Henry Ford, you know, the, the people that create stuff, and those guys explode in wealth, right? But that's true even at the micro level. It's your personal level. What do you have to share with the world? And the guy that wrote this is a guy named Bob Lefset. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Bob Lefset, he's a music industry commentator. And he's a really good guy, smart guy. He's been writing about the music industry for I don't know, 10, 15 years maybe? And Bob, is, he's at LefSets.com. Let me give him a shout-out. lefset com. Left, And he writes the Sets letter. And it's mostly critiquing the music business because the music business has been, you know, it was a big booming business with CDs back in the 90s. And then the Internet came in and, it's, you know, it's in constant turmoil, basically. So Bob's a very wry and intelligent and acerbic commentator on the music business. And this was a line in his uh, piece today. It's a very good blog. i quoted him in my books before, and and he's a smart guy, but... This struck me because I think it applies to all of us, not just the music business, not people who are professional artists, but anybody who has an opportunity to create. And that's everybody today. Feel free to consume, but the rewards go to those who create. And I think that's you. I think it's you. I think you have the opportunity to create. I think there's something between your ears and your heart that you want to share or that you could share. You may not be alone in doing that. You might have partners, right? You might do this in different ways. You might do it in your free time. You don't have to quit your job. But the creating is where the reward's